Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Film Optics Review brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're going to be reviewing His Dark Materials, Season 2, Episode 7, the finale, titled Asa Hetra. I'm joined, of course, by Griffin from Film Speak. How are you doing today, man? How was your Christmas? It was great, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, a lot of fun. Made the Made the best of a kind of, you know, less than stellar situation, but it was all... It was all good, man. Happy to be here and happy to talk about this this finale because it's um I think largely it was good and it was satisfying, but also there was uh, you know, it stumbled a little bit here and there and it could be part of the part of the reason could be because, you know, they had to scrap an episode due to the COVID pandemic. Um and so maybe, you know, having an extra episode in there would have made this uh finale a little bit more satisfying, but overall Really dug uh, the emotions, really dug how they serviced um, the the character arcs, arcs that they've been, you know, sort of exploring the whole season. And then really, really loved how they teed it up for the, the final season in season three. Yeah, I, I would totally agree there. And hopefully, you know, like you said, you know, with them scrapping that episode, I had no clue. I was like, oh, you know, season one was eight episodes. Season two is seven. I'm like, OK, maybe that's just the way it was planned. But watching this, I'm like. Hmm. <laughs> Something yeah, yeah. feels like it's missing. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean maybe this is the best way to go into it, but like the Asriel stuff, um yeah. while it was excellent in the episode and I was kind of waiting for that to happen, I feel like they needed uh an episode in between the last episode and the finale episode focusing on Asriel because really as this episode sort of picks up and we see the angel uh, you know, that that like went and like had the conversation with Azrael and those like bat things are flying around or whatever. It feels like we're <laughs> jumping into an episode that um, like I, I thought I missed an episode before going into it, you know, like I agree. It wasn't the logical jumping off point, um, you know, where, where last week sort of left it. Um, and it is odd because. Be, unfortunately, due to the, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything and scrapping the Azrael episode. The meeting uh, between Azriel and Ruta Scotty, uh, it, it, it happens, it, 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 it like happens off screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like a really weird sort of encounter or it, it's not even an encounter, but it's just like a really weird thing that's sort of like, <laughs> you just kind of, kind of got to roll with it. You know, you're just sort of like, oh, okay, this is, this is odd, but sure. Let's, whatever. We'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. And I think going into that, because, yeah, we haven't seen Asriel all season. They've, you know, mentioned him here or there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he does, you know, we've talked about this before. Maybe he serves more as that, um, like that Sauron figure, as in Lord of the Rings. You know, he's never visibly present, but, you know, all this is happening because, you know, he tore a hole in the sky. So, and I was like, okay, maybe. And then, yeah, it's it definitely feels like he's he's like talking to the angels. He's like, I know you're there. He's like, you better listen to what I got, what 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 uh, I got to say. And you know, they apparently a war is coming, which is huge. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. I mean, they but- were they they've been basically teasing that the whole season, like the, that the <clears throat> you know the war for the the sake of the world and to you know dismantle the establishment is basically coming in Azrael sort of like leading the charge. And so like that, that part was okay. And I liked uh, that we got to see him, you know, go and recruit a little bit and everything. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it, it is like with everything that was sort of happening and this kind of goes into my main issue with the finale. It just felt like they had so many threads that they had yeah. to tie up um, mm. that they didn't necessarily make each and every one of them uh, as sat- as satisfying as they should have been. Maybe an extra episode would have helped that. Maybe it wouldn't have, but um, you know, they, they had a lot that they sort of had to juggle here and, you know, for the most part they did it well, but I, I they didn't necessarily stick uh, each of them, you know? Yeah. And I was going to going to bring that up. Were you mentioning more of like the, the death of Will's father and the death of Lee Scoresby or are those two mm. things that did, did they, did those hit for you? Did those make sense? Or did you feel like those were rushed? Because I am um, like kind of mixed. I watched it twice and I was like, yeah, I can kind of understand more in the second viewing, but I wanted to get your thoughts about that actually. So Lee didn't necessarily bother me because I felt like they had sort of been leading up to that the entire Mm -hmm. season, you know, basically from when he had that conversation with Mrs. Coulter in the prison cell and he was sort of talking about the fact that he's like, listen, I'm just a cog in this machine and I'm just here to serve Lyra because I care about her and she is going to bring about the hope and salvation that we need to like save the universe or whatever. And he believes in her. And so like, I think, knowing that he would sacrifice himself to save Lyra, I was always like, yeah, that's his path is probably always going to lead towards death. Um, and you know, obviously if you read, if you've read the books, that's, that shouldn't come as a surprise. What I, I will say is, Oh, did you really did, have you? Yeah. I bought them, yeah. Early today at uh Barnes and Noble. Nice. I, I was nice. like, I'm, I'm going all in. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> get, no, no, no. Get ready for the Amber spyglass. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's like thematically and from like a and just from like a, a pure plot and storytelling perspective, I think it works. That being mm. said, well, and, and even somewhat of an emotional uh, angle, I think they, they, the moments between him and I'm blanking on his demon's name for some reason, um, but him and I his understand. his demon, the their like final moments together are really touching, really heartfelt. They kind of like you know joke around about like some of their earlier adventures and then you know him saying you know don't don't you leave before me as he as they sort of like die together like that was really well done and i think uh lin-manuel miranda did a good job of selling those emotional moments at first i was like oh this is kind of happening a bit abruptly like it, it just sort of like happen like you know it, it just sort of like dumped you into this situation it's like okay well right. he's gonna die now and i was like oh okay interesting and i think it's uh it, it was it was kind of tragic that he didn't get to see lyra one last time that sort mm-hmm. of made it feel a little um it, it kind of left me a little unsatisfied because he literally sacrificed his life to save her and she never saw him again um right and they never got to like it's like he was just putting so much faith into this person and she, you know, will never know what happened to him. And it just sort of like, that's, that's where I go. That's, I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of, I mean, and I don't know if that's how it is in the book or whatever, but like, I feel like there should have been like one brief encounter between the two of them. Maybe like, you know, not two birds out with one stone or something like maybe, uh, you know, Japari and Will, meet together and everything and then 
Um, at the same time, Lee and Lyra come back together and there's a great heartfelt moment there. And then the Magisterium sort of shows up and then Lee has to tell them to go and he stays behind and sacrifices himself. Big emotional moment like that. And then we get to the stuff that happens later on with Japari and Will and Japari, you know, sacrificing himself for Will and everything. Um, that's maybe one way you could have done it, but I, I think as a whole, I was okay with it, but there were still some issues, uh, that, that I, it, it wasn't as satisfying as it could have been, I guess is what I'm saying there. Yeah, it was, it was very, um, like I, it, the second time around, like I said, it, it, it did hit me a little bit more, but yeah, it did feel a bit rushed and it kind of does suck. Like you said that, um, you know, Lee Scoresby wasn't able to see Lyra at least one more time. Cause the last time he saw her, I believe he was taking her to the Northern lights when she fell out of his, uh, his yeah. aircraft. Yeah. yeah that was exactly. Like the last it it was just, yeah. And it was just like, there's a really unsatisfying way to conclude yeah. those two characters journey, uh, together. And I understand that sometimes how it is like, sometimes like characters just don't, um, you know, they don't get that closure that you necessarily want, but I think for it just would have made Lee's death so much more impactful or something. Yeah. So, um, or well, even as with for like Jap- Serafina Peckler as well, like, cause he kind of calls yeah. it to her aid and then she, she gets there too late. I thought it was more of like an instant transmission thing, you know, like, boom, she's there. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah. no, she, she's got to fly. And you know, she's, you know, uh, uh, my gosh, Lyra's telling her to go, but then, with Will's father, um, <laughs> I don't really know how I felt, yeah. felt about my death. Th- that's that's the one that I didn't like. Uh, yeah, the the death of Japari, it just felt like he was sort of walking exposition the entire film, and I never really felt what I should have felt for him. Um, you know, maybe maybe like one time I did, but it was just sort of like, okay, so he's there to just tell Will that you can do this, kid, and then he just. sacrifices himself i mean and it was a really it was a really dumb thing too because it's just like he turns around and let himself get shot and i was just sort of like okay i get that maybe this is a journey he has to do alone and that japari's purpose was just to send the knife bearer on their way and then eventually die but I, i don't know that was like I, I I was really disappointed with that character the whole season. Like they, they sort of built him up to be this, like, I mean, he was like super powerful. Like he was a shaman and everything. We saw him in action and whatnot, right. but he just, you know, the way Andrew Scott played him and the way he was written, he was very just bland. Like I, I got a sense of, there were like glimpses where like, I, I got the humanity of the character. Like obviously when he's asking Will about, uh, you know, uh, his wife, Will's mother and everything. He's like, is she okay? What happened to her? I was like, okay, so there's a little bit of like, we're getting some of like, you know, the, the guy inside of this, you know, shaman's body or whatever like that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting yeah. a little bit of that, 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 um, you know, humanity of the character. But it was like, outside of that, it just sort of like disappeared. And he was just a very blank slate that, you know, I thought was going to be more important than he actually was. I'm sure you did as well. And I I think ultimately the way, like the way they wrapped up his character, like, yeah, it showed that he was willing to do whatever to save his son, but it was also like, you know, is he saving his son or is he just like making sure that the knife bearer can succeed on his mission? It was a little, it was a little weird there, but I will say I do like how they kind of showed the, the dichotomy between, 
you know, Mrs. Coulter with Lyra and Will with his dad and like the differences between like how they're going about, uh, you know, interacting with them. Like, you know, Mrs. Coulter is being very selfish and she's like, you know, sheltering Lyra from fulfilling her prophecy or whatever, because it's because of how, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cause I mean, like, because of how that'll ultimately affect her. And then obviously we see Japari giving his life for his son. So his son can, you know, succeed in his mission and save the world and whatnot. So like, I thought that, you know, intercutting was good, but um, I don't know. Yeah. That, that death didn't work for me really. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%. I was like, okay, this, okay. He's just like, he dies. Like, is, is that literally it? He, yeah. he finally meets up with his son and he's like, he gives him a pep top, like talk, like you said, and he just yeah. sacrifices himself. I mean, like, it's okay. I guess. I mean, I, I can kind of understand, you know, he kind of explained why he left. I mean, kind of, but not really. All he was like, oh, you know, um, I uh, I tried to get back to you guys, but I thought in helping others, in turn, I could help you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying there. And, you know, Will's saying, you yeah. know, you owe me explanations, not the other way around. And, I mean, and I, I guess, because th- there are some characters and stories that are literally created to just push the plot along. I think in the, it's either the Hobbit or I think it's Lord of the Rings. There was this uh, Tom Bombadil uh, character that like mm-hmm. completely just, I, I think they were, they were created for a specific reason in the book, just to move the plot forward. But that, that happens in a lot of, books and i mean in a lot of stories but mm-hmm. maybe maybe there's more to it you know within the actual novel i'm sure there is because you know even in game of thrones there's a bunch of side plots and everything they left yeah. out of that space so you know well, well, I'm, I'm gonna read through it and see what's up <laughs> yeah i'll i'll say this i think that while largely i was disappointed with japari and how he you know exited mm. i do think that that last moment where he like shares with will and will's like we're gonna go home right and he sort of like he knows that he knows the outcome he knows it's not gonna happen uh either will's gonna have to die or japari's gonna have to die or they're both gonna have to die and he just sort of like it was a really good performance from andrew scott actually i'll have to say i I thought he did an excellent job um with with the character in this episode but like him you know kind of looking down looking around and then like having to tell that you know lie to his son to calm him i i thought was uh was beautiful and that was a really, uh, you know, tender moment there. Speaking of an, a other, another great uh, emotional moment, I think the um, the moment between Pan and Will at the campfire, kind of talking about, you know, what Lyra means to him and what he means to Lyra. You know, obviously Lyra has yeah. been really grappling with the fact that she lost her best friend at the end of last season, and Roger, he's dead. Well, you know, dead, quote unquote. Um, oh, so you saw the first credit scene? Okay, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah 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 no no i didn't i think that's 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 definitely exciting but um you know lyra has really been been grappling with that and she thinks that it's her mm. fault and everything and so for them to sort of have that interaction i thought was very beautiful it really just spoke to their relationship the entire season and how it evolved how you know lyra made will stronger will made lyra stronger and their you know they wouldn't be where they're at without each other. And so I thought that was just like um, really beautiful. And I thought it was a smart move to have her, to have Will talk to Pan 
about it because pan mm, is obviously yeah. you know lyra's like soul basically and everything um and so for for him to really you know talk to pan on like a deeper level like that it felt like he was really talking to you know how lyra is truly feeling you know she kind of let her guard completely down and i thought that was um that was a nice touch that was a nice touch yeah, it, it really wasn't uh, an emotional uh, scene. Kind of them being, you know, them being so young, them both being kids, but yet being so vulnerable and honest with each other. That's what I really liked about it as well. It was just literally just speaking from the heart. And that's all you can really do in these kind of situations. You know, like you said, um, you know, Lyra let, uh, she feels like she lets, uh, Roger down you know with everything that happens and she probably is mm-hmm. afraid that you know th- th- they are supposed to protect each other and she's probably afraid that she's gonna let Will down in some way or let him die even though he is you know the knife bear and she has the golden compass I mean they're they're, they're pretty good you know combination uh, a, a good you know force to be reckoned with at least you know of course Lyra has her wits as well but um, they didn't really ad- uh, address Will's hand as much, but I guess it's more of because Seraphina Peckler said, you know, they needed to return back to their world once they found Will's father. But obviously yeah. now things are kind of more in a mess because uh, Mrs. Coulter is phenomenal as the actor as, as, you know, Ruth Wilson is just snatches up Lyra and puts her in a... Um, a, I guess it's like a, a it's like a trunk. A, yeah, like a trunk. Yeah, sorry, I'm yeah. blanking on the name. I don't. You don't see a lot of trunks in <laughs> TV shows. I yeah, guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, speaking I, I of, think, what, um, sorry, yeah. Well, no, I was just gonna say yeah. With her doing that and everything, I mean, obviously the big reveal. We find out that Lyra is the new Eve, uh, the mother of all. I think as they they put it and whatnot, yeah. uh, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's her destiny to be uh, attempted by a cer- serpent of some sorts. And, um, you know, obviously the, the fate of the universe sort of rests as on whether or not she succumbs to it or not. And so, you know, what is that serpent going to be? Um, there's a lot to sort of uh, uh, di- dissect and digest here. I mean, is that serpent going to be the... Um, uh, the the prospect of Roger coming back, you know, some uh, false, uh, you know, hope or something like that. I, I I don't know. I think I think uh, Mrs. Coulter understands that uh, what Lyra's true purpose is now, and she's gonna do everything she can to make sure that she doesn't, uh, you know, succumb to the, the the serpent, as I said. And so obviously that's why she's packed up in the uh, trunk and whatnot and so i have a feeling that that roger is going to be the uh temptation device here i don't know what do you think Ooh, you know that's a really good point i didn't even think about it that way because as soon as they you know they dropped her her real name it's 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 like learning uh john snow's true heritage or you know Mm -hmm. a whole harry potter you know what harry is to voldemort type situation because it was driving me insane. I didn't know what her name was. And I was so tempted to look online. I was like, if I mm-hmm. do, it's spoil so much because I'm just going to go deeper into that rabbit hole. 
Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, uh, what the uh, the witch had kind of just out and said her name to Mrs. Coulter. It was like Eve. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But it was still really exciting to find out what her her true prophecy name is or her true name. Um, mm-hmm. But with with Roger being the serpent, that because I was like, maybe I'm like, okay, so is is Will like the Adam figure? I'm assuming, but maybe uh, Roger that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, that's sort maybe of how Roger's, they've been setting it up, you know? Yeah, or maybe maybe it's her mother. I, I don't know. It's it's this because we're trying to figure out who it could be. You know, Azrael has these army of angels, and you know, there's the witches. Roger, Roger, very well could be, unless there is a new character in season three when they cover the Amber Spyglass that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Because you, because you know, obviously there's a lot of biblical references. I mean, this is like a children's story essentially. I mean, this these novels were written like age. Like, Decades ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, but, a, it's a young adult <laughs> fantasy. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but oh man, I I would like to see what Roger's role is because as we see with um, you know, the post credit scene, it seems that Roger's in like this like abyss, this really random like void. Like you see Roger and then you just hear um Oh my gosh, uh, Eve! Oh my god, whatever, Lyra. Say, you know, Lyra. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm still gonna call her Lyra. There's no way I'm gonna call her Eve. Um, she's like, you know, like, what is this place? And it's like, is Lyra in some kind of trance that mm-hmm. her mother put on her, or what's going on? Because yeah, some state of limbo or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, because we see, you know, Lyra's like sleeping, and, and then the other. Um, which gets devoured by one of the um, the other uh, Specter RIPs or whatever, whoever which that was. But it seems Seraphina mm-hmm. Peckler is still safe, so she's probably gonna come back and be like, "Holy crap, they're both gone!" Or I mean, Will's there because he kind of like takes over uh, his father's uh, coat or whatever it is. And but mm-hmm. it's weird because mm-hmm. like Mrs. Coulter, like she finds Lyra, and it's like. How did she get her on that boat inside of the trunk within whatever trans that she's in? Well, the, um, you know, the, the specters are kind of like her, um, her transportation device now. <laughs> That's very true. She has a yeah. army of these Dementor esque, like just pure evil, liquefied things floating around. We still don't really even know what they are. We just know that they're attracted to, adults that you know carry dust but mary as well i kind of wanted to touch on her i wonder where she's going because like she she sort of felt like an afterthought this episode like it was uh, i mean she was there and understood why she was there but her purpose is still very unclear um and you know maybe that's maybe that's uh you know purposefully so but it just felt like Ever since she arrived in, uh, you know, she went through the window and everything like that, it felt like she really sort of took a backseat and it didn't, they just sort of like paused her arc and she made baby steps uh, for the rest of the season. And I understand why. I mean, it is ultimately, like this season is ultimately Will's story, I think. Yeah, Um, yeah, I would say so. 
with obviously some, uh, you know, Mrs. Coulter had some big standout moments for sure. But like outside of those two, everyone else does sort of play um, uh, a support. They're in a supporting role, basically. And so, like, I understand why uh, Mary wasn't utilized as much. But still, I don't know. It was just sort of like I was I wanted a little bit more from her. And that's an example of like, you know, a, a thread that I felt her her arc this season didn't necessarily wrap up uh yeah. as nicely as i was hoping yeah it started off great and it's like yeah. you know you, you know she she's she's sent to this other world to do something important but she doesn't know what that is clearly the specters are not attracted to her she's like the saint you know mother mary um mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. following like those little uh like violet petals and you know she takes the kids to the camp of the adults which we still don't see i was like okay well they've been talking about them all season i thought we at least see them um you know the magisterium is now in this world uh with their guns they were kind of i mean they were there uh mainly Mm -hmm, just for like mm -hmm. because i think there's there's only what one aircraft left so that kind of well there were a few there there were there were a few but um okay yeah yeah that's right um yeah. trying to see what I don't think anything else besides I really did like Azriel's um his speech. I was like, I mean, if you're convincing Angel. It was great. But yeah, his his speech <laughs> was excellent. I was waiting for him all season. I'm like, ah, there he is. But I do agree yeah. with you. Yeah, it definitely feels like a thread was missing. I think from that episode we never got with Azriel. Maybe there there might have been a few things that kind of would have made more sense to tie up the rest of the season mm-hmm. who knows hopefully maybe when um the blu-ray comes out i mean i'm not sure if they shot it or not or the, if it's half finished or if it's not finished at all maybe we'll mm-hmm. get that extra episode on the um on the blu-ray copy when it drops i think sometime early well i don't i mean they haven't i don't know if they shot it that's the thing like okay, they had to okay. cut it off yeah you know yeah, because I know with Doom Patrol, it was kind of the same thing. Um, there is a episode missing from season two due to COVID. They weren't able to um, debut it, but I think it's technically the finale of season two. But I think there's when season three comes out, that finale will technically be episode one of season three, wrapping up the events of season two. But if this mm-hmm. Azure episode was supposed to be between episodes seven, let's episode six and seven that we got, making you know episode, tonight's episode episode eight, then that might be they probably would just like forget it in general. I, I really don't know. I don't know. It's it's a mystery, yeah. but I, I would know. like to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possible, you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we pretty much touched on everything, unless there was something you wanted to bring up before we uh, wrap up here. Um, I just want to say that like the episode as a whole looks and feels like so epic. Like I and and this is stupid because we've known that the show uh has like a real like the but you can see the money uh being spent <laughs> well with the oh, series. Yeah. But like this episode especially, I think just had some really jaw dropping moments that makes you go wow like this is this i don't think people give this show enough credit for how well it looks um for 
how well they utilize the money. I mean, like it's it's an expensive looking show, you know. <laughs> like it's impressive. It really, no, it really is. Like even when I first started watching season one, I was like, yeah, wow, the you know the, these demons, you know the the quality of them. Obviously, the quality has improved since uh, since season one, but it it really is like it's really one of the best shows this this year. Like it. I mean, th- there are others. It's it is a smaller story, you know. They were e- it's probably e- more easily more more manageable. I do know that Neighbor Spyglass book is a little bit longer than the Golden Compass and the Subtle Knife, so maybe we will get at least eight, maybe ten episodes next season. Mm-hmm. I really don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, I I agree with you. A lot of people don't give this this um this show the credit that it you know that that it deserves really i mean like we said this entire time you know we've been on this entire journey together covering season two and there really hasn't been like a i guess i guess you could say the season finale felt weak because of that lost episode we didn't get but if even let's say if, if we got that episode i feel like it would have just been a solid season all the way through i know with the mandalorian season two a lot of people i think it was the second episode that was the first episode that was directed by Peyton Reed earlier on in the uh, uh, in the season. A lot of people weren't super crazy about with like the ice spiders, but then he yeah. came back, you know, with the uh, finale and you know blew everyone's mind away. So um, yeah, I I I think this it's just one of the best shows. I can't wait for season three. I I really can't. I'm just so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely am too. I think that's the that's where this this um episode really excelled was in set like setting the stage for like an epic climactic uh showdown along with you know delivering some you know nice payoff in in this episode. Uh, again, not all of it worked. I think uh, some of it left a little bit to be desired, and it felt a bit rushed. Obviously, I think that additional yeah. episode really would have helped things. But on the whole, I was pleasantly uh, surprised. Well, not surprised, but I was pleased with it. Um, if we're comparing seasons, do I think that this was a better season than last season? Uh, Ooh, I don't know. I um, I don't know. I I, I think I prefer the uh, just event like how adventurous that first season was. And it, it really felt like we yeah. a globe trotting Epic. Like we were moving from place to place. It, um, it, the, the pacing was <laughs> it. What? Oh yeah. We had we, bear fights. Yeah. yeah. Bear fights. Yorick did yeah, shot yeah. up really quick in this season for like a yeah. shot. I don't know what he's doing. I'm like, he was he a part be of the back next season, man. I know. He needs to be back. <laughs> Yeah, he's part of the promotional for for the for the season finale. I'm like, oh, he's gonna show up. I'm like, oh, it's literally yeah. the same shot that they showed that they showed in yeah, the promotional. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. But sorry, yeah. I didn't want to cut you off. go ahead. Oh no, 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 you're good. So like, <laughs> I, I think I preferred season one just a little bit more. I think it was a bit more consistent. Uh, mm. But the characters, I think, had a lot more to do this season, and it felt like. Uh, we got some really deep dives into the psyche of them, and um, it was great. It was another solid season. I mean, like, listen, we're the, the, the show is very consistent. I'll say that much. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens in uh, season three. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and for those of you who are you know not sure by now, they did 
confirm uh, that a season three is coming because I believe in uh, on the BBC um, in the UK, technically the season finale already happened last week. But you know we're America and we get everything late. Not really, but um, I think it's just the way that <laughs> I think it's just the way everything kind of like you know the deal that they had set up. But I was actually very surprised that you know I didn't run into any spoilers because you know I follow this to his dark material official verified Twitter accounts and like they just did a great job of like you know not spoiling anything and. I mean, I guess in a way, unfortunately, not a lot of people that we know at least watch this show. So it's mm-hmm. not like a lot of people. It's not like when the, I swear to you, when, when the season finale of Mandalorian season two came out, like I, I literally had to get off of Twitter because people were, you know, watching it at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. As soon as it dropped, you know, people are pushing out their reviews, which is fine. But everyone's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like I knew exactly what happened i knew who showed 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 up at the end of season two before i even mm-hmm. watched it and i was mm-hmm. like thanks film twitter i was just cruising along i understand people are excited but for this it's you know hopefully i'm I'm really hoping we get a bigger audience for season three yeah just yeah, to kind of you know share our love for the for the series and you know it's it's it, this is one of those stories where you know i i felt obligated to go buy the books and to revisit the series and to find out even more easter eggs that you know we didn't really get with the show it's it's kind of like rediscovering the the franchise for a second time i did it with uh game of thrones and i i absolutely love it you know there's so many side plots so many side characters that obviously weren't able to um be a part of the series but it's yeah, it's it's just like rediscovering it for a second time. It's great stuff. But um, I believe that yeah, pretty much yeah. wraps up our um, our our series, uh, our season two finale. Of course, Griffin, thank you so much for you know going on this journey with me uh, through season two. I would definitely love to do this again as soon as season three you know ramps up, whenever that is. You know, we're we're in the middle. Dude, you got middle. it, man. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, we can get some more uh, His Dark Material fans on and, you know, to discuss, you know, each episode week by week because I, 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 just love, I just love TV. Like, I love TV episodes. Like, I love movies, don't get me wrong, but there's something about, you know, talking about, like, that, that big show or, like, a show you're really interested in with somebody, like, week to week and yeah. just gushing over it um yeah but, no for sure dude it's always it's always fun when you when you can uh you know go in every week about uh the show that you're passionate about and it's um yeah it's awesome yeah it's great stuff but yes uh so that does uh conclude today's review uh thank you all for listening at home and don't forget to like and subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choosing uh but we actually tweeted out a few days ago we're on audible now so if you Woo! listen to the podcast on audible there you Let's go. go. <laughs> Congratulations. While you're at it, go Let's download go. His Dark Materials. If, if you're not a book reader, there's the audio books. You go on there. You, you get two for one. Listen to us, and you get to listen to some, some great books. And, of course, uh, make sure to check out the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network over on the Music City Drive-In website at musiccitydrivein.com. The link will be in the description of this podcast. And, of course, uh, Griffin, let everybody know what's coming up on your channel on Filmspeak. 
Yeah, so if you haven't done so already, head on over to the Film Speak channel. You can check out my reviews um, and analyses of Wonder Woman 1984 and uh, and Soul. Uh, I've got a lot of positive reception to both of those videos, so thank you for those of you who might be listening who have watched that. But um, yeah, if you guys are interested in my takes on those, you can head on over to the Film Speak channel. I've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline, a best of 2020 uh, movie mashup and a uh, video essay on Tenet coming January 5th. So uh, definitely subscribe to the channel and then uh, give me a follow on uh, Twitter at Griff Schiller. There you go. Yeah. So my mom's officially caught up, by the way, in his dark material. She's, she's, I think Amazing. she's watching the season finale as we speak. But also, I showed her Wonder Woman 1984. She did not like it. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Did, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, she likes some superhero movies, but she just did not like it. She she said she liked the first 30 minutes, you know, with the, yeah. um, you know, the, the flashback and the mall scene. But I, she said she yeah, didn't everyone, like it. Everyone loves that. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm indifferent to it. It's it's not, I will never say it's the worst comic book movie ever because never. Like, I enjoyed no, it, but yeah. it's not my favorite, but I, I gave it like a 70 out of 100 on our uh, review, which for me, I felt like that was fair. I mean, I don't know. I'm definitely going to buy it. Like, I'll watch it again. Like, I still liked it. I had a great time with it for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course, uh, everyone, again, thank you for listening. Uh, that was Griffin, and my name is Christian, and uh, we'll see you guys when season three drops. <laughs> <laughs>